Hey folks, Larry from Achieving Reality, the podcast. Have you been trying to figure out what subscription box to sign up for? If you're a movie buff, then I've got what you need, baby. Horror Pack. For just $19.99 each month, you'll get three DVDs and an exclusive. Or you can spend $24.99 and snag three Blu-rays and an exclusive each month. Just go to horrorpack.com and pick your plan. Now, you've been told what to do, so go do it. Horrorpack.com The same bit. Oh, oh, do it. Oh, oh, we'll do it in the same bit. Okay. Might as well. Oh. This is only take like 30 seconds. Ooh. Right, so that's all it's going to be about. Ooh. Well, I mean, I'll explain what it is. We'll show the microphone. Yeah. Pretty, isn't it? Doesn't it sound pretty? Let's try the other ear. Tink, tink, tink. It's time for another Team Rally the Podcast. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're back again. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just a little sickening. So, let's see. This week we do a review on Mountain Dew Rise. And we do a Mystery Unexplained of Star Jelly. And we talk about, oh yeah, Metallica's original lead singer. Not James Hetfield, but the one they were going to choose. So, eh. Think about that one for a second. All right, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Team Rally, the podcast. We'll see you at the end. Bye. Flake of glue just popped off. Oh, look, yeah. it's got white grape juice in it. They're all hopped up in their tropical mind. Yeah. I can get around the village. Look at this, look at this, look at this. He's like Flash! No, Marissa, that's stew. I love strobe lights! Louisiana. Mountain Dew with added caffeine, but it's an energy drink. Yeah, but it's a mental boost. Oh, so he better get two cans. Back. <laughs> oh, might need a little bit more of that later. Well, it definitely smells peach, mango, and Tony Orlando-y. It does. It's not bad. Honestly, I expected it to taste a little different than it is. Not as sweet as I thought it would be. Yeah, exactly. Definitely peachy. Yeah, mangoes aren't really as sweet as you think they're going to be either. Well, we don't get them at their peak ripeness. And then when we finally, they get ripe enough, you they're overripe. <laughs> it's good. 
I mean, I, I don't see me buying a lot of it, but it, <laughs> but it, I mean, it, it, it definitely tasty. Not a citrusy either, though. Mm-mm. I think the peach and the mango kind of knocked that down. I mean, it has a little bit of the citric acid hit that they're just known for, but it's good. Pretty bit thin. Are we going to be any any more mentally boosted? No. This is like an artificial like sweetener. Oh, it's definitely yeah, got yeah, that, to yeah. it. Aspartamine kind of note. What? Negative catch when I go. On the bottom of the battle vest? I said, you have room on the vest left for that? Kinda yeah. Kind of big. Yeah, no, that's the one that's supposed to go across the bottom. Ooh. And then I got my National Rifle yeah, Association. Got his button mega death. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, and I got whatever yeah, the heck that is. You better find out before you put it on there. It's a, I remember it's from a video game. I got it out of one of my nerd crates. Some patch on there. Oh, that looks cool. Uh, some sort of like power organization or something. <laughs> that would be that. Why do, why do people keep beating me up? I don't understand. Hey, asshole. <laughs> what do I do? You're an asshole. Apart from that. <laughs> yeah, me other than that. I already knew that. So that was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, like if I'm going to go on a road trip or something, I might pick that up. Yeah. Like when I was, when I drove out to Nashville a week ago, that would have been Two nice. Weeks ago now. Or more. Yeah, I don't want when this comes out. Yeah. Like a week ago from when we were uh, recording this. We started planning this. Mm-hmm. Yep. We needed to record. Larry, we need to record. He's like, no, I'm not going to record. I'm going to be hey, in another state. You you didn't give me nothing to record. You didn't say what we were doing. So. I didn't even record an intro. I didn't do nothing. You didn't say. I was just like, all right, well, you're not going to tell me what it's about. I did tell you what it was about. Yeah. The week before. I mean, weekly, man. And you could just, like, record a generic intro. Nah. Hey, we got some cool stuff for you this week. That reminds me, I really need to listen to, to that Friday's, because I want to hear what you did. Oh, now you're interested, huh? Yeah. No, not really, but you know, yeah. it'll be fun pull, to hear. Pull it up. We'll, go, we'll see what you think. Yeah, maybe in another time. No, no. We'll do it on, we'll do it on the show. Uh, all right, fine. <sighs> I can get a live thing going here. That's what, that's what we do. Live reaction video. No video. Oh, uh, what are we doing here? Not this last one. The one previous. That's the oldest professional. The one that's new. Right. The new German hardness? Yeah. Hey, folks. Larry from Achieving Reality, the podcast. Yeah, sounds better Have you been trying doesn't... to figure out what subscription box to sign up for? It's like if you're a movie buff, then I've got what you need, baby. Here's some stuff I did a couple weeks ago that I'm having to cut again. Panther Joe is twice as much this week. What's that? Panther Joe is twice as much this week. Yeah. Have you seen? They're 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 sponsoring a lot of different horror movie fests now. I need to learn how to play the guitars just so I can play this intro. <laughs> 
you sound drunk. This week, Chris and I do in our normal craft. <laughs> oh, sick. Back to last. Enjoy this episode of Cheating Rally, the podcast. We'll see you at the end. This week, Chris and I do spoon and our other crap. Scroll to the outro. Or we'll listen to the whole episode. <laughs> no, no, no. There you go. Huh? So there you go. Yeah. Apparently, I had to skip ahead a whole nother minute and a half. All right, there it was. Team Rally, the podcast. One more time. Not like uh, you have it before. Uh, uh-huh, you have it before? Everybody else, I'm Larry Greenstein saying. I knew it. I knew it. Go with that. Go with that. Oh. Well, you all can put your own stuff in there, I guess. tie. Oh, you spoiled it. No. It's like a guess. And it's gold. <laughs> and everybody at home is going like, why does he have a hell reason with that? It's for a thing that I'm doing with Chris later. Ooh. Not that Ooh. kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's got, actually we bought it for Klaus. It, it's gold and it's metal and it looks like a belt buckle, but it's not a belt buckle. That'd be weird. And again, so is Klaus. We were trying to get a belt buckle. Yes. They didn't have one large enough. I'll try it on. There we go. doesn't really stay where you want it, though. They didn't do a good job of what are you expecting. They just put a bit of tape in the back. Cheap piece of shit. 
good. They coming back. Yeah. Nice. Ta-da! For our new project. There he's getting his costume ready. I is. Uh, your class man. Yes. It looks good, though, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it'll shoot well. Yeah. I might have to smear with some Vaseline. <laughs> Set down on the glare. Yeah. Clank, 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 clank. clank. Yeah, that's the tassels at the end there. Ooh, there he's wearing tassels. What kind of movie are you shooting? It has Klaus in it. And where he's wearing tassels. So. And yeah, wearing tassels. So, uh, clank. He's practicing his shoulder rolls. <laughs> that last scene in Elvira. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yep. I'm going to spin him clockwise and counterclockwise. Counterclockwise. <laughs> Klaus, Klauswise and counterclockwise. Is there a counterclockwise? Every way is a counterclockwise. I thought every way hey, we would be Klauswise. No, every way I go is counterclockwise. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so... Oh, I'd hide in Neil's room, but I'd never make it back out. <laughs> well, you would. You used to be really hungry. I used to know how to work these doorknob things. <laughs> oh, he doesn't have doorknobs on him. It's a push or pull thing. He yeah, doesn't know how to... It's pull in, and he's always pushing. That's this is, that'd be me, too. I can't escape. Hey, how do I get out of this room? Like Neil, it. how do you get out? Am I supposed to leave? How do I get to the quick trip? <laughs> need a need a taquito. I gotta go to racetrack and get a empanada. And a bowl of ice cream. And a bowl of ice cream. Alright, so mm, now empanada ice cream. Ew. <laughs> now time Just scooping it out of the bowl with the empanada. <laughs> that actually might be okay. Using taquitos as chopsticks to try and get the ice cream. <laughs> Crack. And they keep breaking. I need two more. Now it's time for some metal news. I get most of my metal news, if not all of it, from MetalInjection.net. It says, James Hetfield confirms who Metallica wanted as their original singer. Oh. I know. That's interesting. Yeah. I guess it's safe to do now. <laughs> well, considering they're what, almost 40 years in. Yeah. We didn't really want this guy. That really worked out. On his Sirius <laughs> XM show, James Hetfield revealed that Metallica originally wanted to recruit Armored Saint vocalist John Bush as their singer when they were first starting out. And if you know Armored Saint, then you know what he sounds like. Hetfield's, host <laughs> Hetfield's hosting a new show called Road Dog Brothers on the new mandatory Metallica channel on, oh, Jesus. on Sirius XM where he plays songs from the bands that Metallica toured with and shares stories. There's a video clip, but I'm not... Not a lot of Kenny G on this now. Nope. Like, yeah. Well, you never know. He was a hard rock guy at one point. No, that wasn't Kenny G. That was uh, Michael Bolton. Same hair. Well, you know, you look at Michael Bolton's first couple albums, he's really got a thing going on. Yeah. Shirt open. Yep. Knees. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, who wears a shirt down to their knees in the first place? That's why you can be open that far. Uh-huh. It says, uh, in the video clip that's below that I'm not playing... Hetfield confirms <laughs> we that, don't play Metallica on this station. that the band the band tried to recruit Bush, not the band, but John, but he was too committed to his brothers in Armored Saint. He then shared a fun anecdote about Metallica recruiting... Screw you guys, you're not going anywhere. ...one of the Armored Saint's <laughs> techs. Uh, Blabbermouth, which is another uh, music site, but their page is filled with ads and you can't actually see 90% of their stuff. 
posted an old interview except, uh, excerpt where Bush discussed his reasoning, saying, Metallica did ask me to join, but I said no, for all the right reasons. People must Looking think, back on it. Yeah, people <laughs> must think that's crazy, but you have to remember the scene then. Metallica was nobody. Armored Saint was hot. You have to also remember I was very tight with the Armored Saint guys back in elementary school, in fact. Oh, wow, he'd known them a long time. Armored Saint was getting interest from all kinds of places, and we had a lot of people starting to turn up on our shows. He then continues, Metallica came to see Saint at a gig in Anaheim at the Woodstock in 1982. I heard they were interested in asking me to join, which they later did. The thing was, Metallica was this new kind of thing, and a nobody back then. I don't care what they say now. Nobody could have predicted what would have happened. I didn't know the guys either, so there was no real interest. It was great to be asked. In fact, a lot of people asked, but Armored Saint was going really strong. He says, sometime after Kill 'Em All had come out, I heard the same thing again, but I never understood that because James was singing great then and he was doing a great job. I understood the lack of confidence in, in 82, but not for Ride the Lightning. James owns that record. So there you go. So they almost went with Armored Saints John Bush. They should have him come out and guest or something, though. Well, what's funny is Metallica with John Bush, he does the Four Horsemen with them. I won't play it because it's not going to sound good. <laughs> We're not going to play it because Metallica. Well, that too, but <laughs> you know they're sitting around cruising on the podcast. They, well, they wouldn't surprise me if they didn't have a staff of people so they could find out who to sue next. Some bot going from website to website looking for any mention of Metallica. Yeah. So there you go. John Bush was supposed to be with Metallica, but he decided to hang out with the people he knew since freaking grammar school. Yeah, I mean, that's how a point. I mean, who were they at that point in time? They were nobody. They literally were nobody. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely uh, something. In retrospect, you look back and like, wow, what a mistake you made. And it's like, well, it wasn't a mistake at the time. Yeah, I mean, Armored, Armored Saint is nobody now. But, I mean, Metallica maybe, maybe could have failed miserably. I mean, so. what if their second choice was no good? And they went with their second choice and rather than their current singer. It's not their second choice. but Well, technically... He is. Well, I mean, they could have they could have somebody else in mind too. And yeah, yeah. It went completely somewhere. It should just go with Lars. He would have been the perfect thing, drumming and singing. Yeah, it'd been perfect. So, all right. So there you go. Um, cue bag opening music. Flipped it right to 203. That's what 205. Uh, 
The Rot of the Stars. It and sounds, it sounds like a H.P. Lovecraft thing. It does. We'll go back to that. I mean, I can do, I can do that instead. What's on 205? Um, something better. Carpenters. <laughs> the Color of Rotter's Face. Well, actually, there's quite a bunch of them on 205. There's one, two, three at minimum. Oh. Oh. So we're doing the uh, third one. Uh, we're doing the random number generator. Okay. Well, it says it, it, it just starts on August... 28th, 1962. Are you sure that's not like subheadings? No, it's it's after... It is a subheading within the main story, the, the main thing, which is what I'm trying to go back and find what oh. it's all based under. Hold on, I think I went too far. Hold on a minute. Podcasting at its finest. Yep. Couldn't get any better. It's under weather stuff, I think. Angel hair and spider... What? Strange things from above. Strange things from above! I got this whole section here. It's all, all these things don't fit into any other section. What am I going to do? Uh, strange things from above. Hey, at least it doesn't say miscellaneous shit. <laughs> hey, here's stuff. As if it's miscellaneous shit, that, that implies that there's like organized and curated shit somewhere. Well, yeah, dog, horse, and chicken. And, and this is the shit that doesn't fit into any of those other categories. Well, it's either call it miscellaneous shit or stuff that Klaus enjoys. I could be anything. Miscellaneous shit. On August 28th, 1962, while Grady Honeycutt of Harrisburg, North Carolina, was fishing in his state in a lake near Concord. In his state? Yeah, North Carolina. I know, it was a weird, I don't know why. That doesn't really make any sense. But It does, but it's just kind of... I didn't write it, I'm just reading it. Like three words short of making your... He yeah, he saw a shining globe fall slowly into the water. He rode towards it and soon saw the object resting on the lake bed below him. Through the clear water, he could distinguish its features easily. It was about the size of a bowling ball. It glittered. And was covered with short spikes. Cause is Lognar. It's the metal. Lockdown! It's too metal for heavy metal. He he rode for the shore and called the sheriff's office. Sheriff's office! Someone dropped a mace. (laughs) Someone dropped a spiky disco ball. By the time Deputy Sheriffs Ted May and Bob Urey were on the scene, the thing seemed to have disintegrated into a tangle of shiny wire. I swear it was an orb. Looks like wire to me. They called for more help. Three divers were dispatched to them from the Armed Services Explosive Detail Unit Number Two. Oh, well, I mean, the massive metal and wires at the bottom of the lake. That's not be not be foolish here. Uh, but by the time they arrived at seven the next morning after the splashdown, the thing had completely <laughs> dissolved. Good thing the bomb squad got here in a hurry. <laughs> And though they searched the lake bed, the divers could find only some strips of aluminum foil of the kind dropped by the Air Force to distort radar. Chaff. Yeah. The Concord Tribune, August 29th, 1962. That's kind of messed up. That is a very weird and short story. It's just like, they called the bomb squad the next day when they got here. It's like, well, you were thugged. Well, it didn't blow good, up. Good so. thing it wasn't in somebody's house or something. Oh, it's in the lake. All right, we'll be there in a little bit. Somebody <clears> left this package on my doorstep. All right, well, we'll be there in the morning to check it out. 
Okay. <laughs> Don't touch it. There the next day with the empty lot. Yeah. Some rubble. So since that was so short, I'm going to do another one. We'll do the, the one, the one on two or three. Oh yeah. Rod of the stars. Works. The rod of the stars. H.P. Lovecraft. Star jelly. See. <laughs> That's exactly something out of H.P. Lovecraft. It's one of the several names for a gelatinous substance supposedly found at the place where a falling star has landed. Other old names for the same thing are star... The mug. <laughs> star slaw. Star slaw? Slaw? No, S-L-O-U-G-H. Star slaw. Sloth, okay. Star shot, and in Welsh, queer to surgeon. I don't speak Welsh. The rot of stars. Since star jelly, star jelly, is used usually said to evaporate before a thorough analysis can be made of it, attempts to identify the substance are conjectural, and conclusions vary. You can put it in a sealed container, and you can put it in a spectral analysis machine. But it might evaporate or whatever so fast because of the heat of coming into the solar. Yeah, but I mean, if, it's, if it lands. And there's some yeah. there, and you put it in a sealed container. Well, you probably have to get to it really fast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to be like, "There's a shooting star. Follow it." Yeah. <coughs> saying, like, if you get there and put it in a sealed container, even if it evaporates, <coughs> all the contents are still there. You put it in the True. spectral analysis machine, True. and you can tell you what's in there. Let's see how long those. <laughs> no, they actually had one of the only. There was like five in the country at the time, and the one on their set was one of them. Oh, that's weird. Well, they the people who manufactured it said. Put one on their show. People might buy it. People will see it and see how it works, and they'll be like, "Oh, cool." See how it works. But no, theirs actually worked. It was a functioning machine. No, I'm saying, yeah, it was a functioning machine and it was real, but it was TV. Yeah, but I mean, they Quincy. Were, they had technical advisors. Oh, they, they were not. Yeah, fair enough. They were. Not, it's not like CSI. <laughs> they have technical advisors. It's just everything. Yeah, but is then, fake. But then Adam and Jamie debunked them. Yeah, They're, they debunked their own episode. Yeah. What they all have in common is the assumption that the material, whatever it may be, has no connection with the stars. It's snot. It's well, God's snot. No, it comes off of meteors. It's not coming out of stars. The two main contenders for the leading role in the star jelly mystery are Gnostic and Plasmodium. Sounds like... Is that Lydia Williams' band? Plasmodiums? Might have been. That was before she, she changed the name and became punk. It was actually on, on uh, my Nightfight channel. There's a there's a documentary. Yeah, there's a documentary about them. I, I remember watching one I of those. I got around to watching it yet. If it's the one I'm thinking it is, it's pretty good. Uh, Nostock is one of the blue-green algae and grows in bead-like strings within a gelatinous mass on soil or floating in water. Colonies can be microscopic or as large as walnuts. Ooh. Plasmodium, the previous Wendy O. Williams band, is a general the, name. The, the tribute band. <laughs> the tribute band. Actually, that would be a good name for a tribute band for the, for that. But uh, I have this vision of the Plasmodians. They have this really tall drag queen, the lead singer. Oh, absolutely. With especially and with with fake boobs and the crosses on it. But not like where they're wearing you know something really convincing. They're just like wearing fake boobs over yeah, the exactly their chest. exactly. It's not even like blended in or anything. Right. Right, or like you know, it'd be one of the, it'd be like one of the listeners, but with the extra chest piece. Yeah, it's, it's real just, pump. Yeah, uh, plasmodium is a general name for gelatinous congregations of slime molds or certain kinds of fungus. 
Other kinds of gelatinous substances that are generally agreed to have fallen from the sky have been described as the egg masses of insects or amphibians, but having no... They have documented cases of frogs and shit falling from the sky. Yeah, well, they had a rain of fish, so... Why would the egg sacs not be included? Exactly. Having no apparent connection with the fall of luminous bodies uh, are not classified as star jelly. Star jelly is... Um, it has, however, been suggested that egg masses are what people see when they think they have found star jelly. Another idea is that the material may be the gelatinous slime of partly digested fish disgorged by seagulls. So, seagull puke. Well, I mean, why would that accompany a meteor? So, seagulls are hit by a meteor. Why wouldn't it just be seagulls? Oh, it could just, well, because if it's night and the seagull happens to be flying over and goes, Bleh, you know, you don't know that. Just saying, it's like if it's been seen at multiple instances, what's the odds that multiple seagulls? Are well, no, I'm, I think meteors, what they're what they're saying. I think what they're saying is unless there's some weird genetic trait seagulls have. <laughs> but oh, I, like a falling star. Good luck to pop it on a falling star. I think what they're saying is when people find the sea jelly, this could be one of the things. Star I jelly. mean, star jelly, not sea jelly. Good time for the episode. Good luck with vomit on a falling star. <laughs> Some or even all of these materials might account for the star jelly phenomenon. What none of them explain, ex- except by invoking coincidence and it's faulty why, observations, is seagulls vomit on falling stars. Is why, for hundreds of years, so many people making their their way to where they suppose a star has fallen should stumble upon a mound of jelly. You see it in so many movies. <laughs> Seagull puke. Slither. So there you go. Star jelly. In the holograms. Star jelly in the holograms. My dog really didn't like this bit. It's the dogs across the street. They're dirtbag trailer park people, and they've got like nine dogs there that all lose their shit over everything. They don't have nine, they have three dogs. They still have a have a vocal <laughs> opinion about star jelly. Apparently. They're just mad they didn't get to eat it. So Q, sounds like the start of a horror movie, doesn't it? Yeah. So cue um, Star Jelly. Oh, yeah. That'll be our movie that we follow up after the last one. We call this, it Cerebus. This, this, plasmoids, whatever the hell it was. No, we call it Cerebus. So the, the dog eats the Star Jelly and grows two more heads. No, oh, there, there has, you go. And has psychic powers. And spits flames. Sure. Out of its butt. Well, no, it's like it's like Godzilla radiation rays. And it's butt. Yeah. Um, I got so much an FX budget. That's okay. We can give a dog diarrhea. Congratulations. <laughs> okay, cue plasmoids music. All right, well, there you go. Hope you really enjoyed this episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast. I am probably going to go buy one of those Rises just because uh, it wasn't too half bad. And uh, the star jelly thing was weird. I honestly think that if it evaporates or whatever that quickly, it's probably because of the heat of coming into the atmosphere of Earth. Uh, but whatever. And uh, the Metallica one was pretty interesting. Never even really thought about that. All right, so for Chris, Merson, parentheses, and everybody else involved, I'm Larry saying happy Halloween. That's still still too soon, isn't it? So yeah, still too soon. I don't care. Happy Halloween, everybody.
<laughs> hey there, listeners. Larry here. If this is your first time listening, then, hey, how's it going? You're listening with a friend or just kind of ran into us. I can help you find us some more. You can find us by searching on Spotify or Podbean by typing in Achieving Reality in the search bar, or you can go on Facebook and type in Achieving Reality and find us that way. Thanks a whole lot, and keep enjoying the show. We love y'all. Bye, Larry. Bye, Chris.